I love putting things into perspective for everyone to better understand current events, even sad and very sad events. Now, I want you to watch the following very disturbing video clips. This is a prominent rabbi walking the streets of Tel Aviv needing protection from the mob of left-wing hooligans who were literally attacking him beforehand. That's why the police had to surround him with his, with his students. And this video is another prominent religious Jew, also on the streets of Tel Aviv, on the streets of Tel Aviv, also being harassed and needing protection. The religious Jew in this second video is named Yisrael Zaira, and he runs an organization in Tel Aviv that runs Jewish programming that unites all Jews, religious and secular. His Rosh Yehudi organization has been doing that in Tel Aviv and all over Israel for close to 20 years. So who are those hooligans and why are they harassing these two prominent Jews walking through the streets of Tel Aviv? Well, unfortunately, these hooligans are part of the anti-judicial reform protest movement run by an organization called Brothers in Arms that with each day exposes itself as a movement of hate with very little to do with actually protection of democracy against judicial reform. As one IDF reserve soldier recently described the judicial reform Brothers in Arms organization this way, and I'm quoting him, Brothers in Arms is the operational arm of the anti-judicial reform protest leaders, and it is showing us right in front of our eyes how they steal the value of unity, naming their organization Brothers in Arms, and they turn it into a weapon of abysmal hatred. And he continues, Brothers in Arms is a well-funded private militia protected by the justice system and other powerful organizations and systems in our society, i.e. academia and the media. It is a militia designed to silence, intimidate, attack, and oppress anyone who differs from them in appearance, thought, race, belief, or political opinion." End quote. So these Brothers in Arms people are attacking these prominent religious Jews, calling them names and telling them to leave Tel Aviv, meaning they, shouldn't, they don't belong there, because the, those protesters believe that Tel Aviv should remain progressive, liberal, and basically without any Judaism. That is part of what their protest movement is actually about, minimizing the impact of our Jewish identity on the modern Jewish state of Israel. The irony is that while the official story of Tel Aviv is that it was settled by secular Jews to be a secular liberal city in the state of Jews, the truth is actually very different. In reality, the first neighborhood of Tel Aviv was settled by religious Sephardi Jews. It was called Nevei Tzedek, and Nevei Tzedek was the first Jewish neighborhood built outside of Jaffa in the year 1887, and the founding families of the Nevei Tzedek neighborhood were religious Sephardi Jews led by Aaron Cheleshach. I'm sure I butchered his name, so forgive me. Again, today, the narrative is that Tel Aviv is a liberal, secular, Ashkenazi city, and those protesters want to keep it that way. But in the beginning, Tel Aviv was a bustling religious community with many Svardi religious Jews. Not only that, but the first mayor of Tel Aviv, Mayor Dizengoff, who himself was a secular Jew, issued a public call against desecrating the Shabbat. In his plea, Dizengoff emphasized that hurting the Shabbat is akin to hurting Jewish solidarity and unity. And he ended his plea by saying, and I'm quoting him, if you keep the Shabbat, the Shabbat will safeguard us. End quote. This is back from the 1930s, I guess. I don't remember the exact year. This is the famous leader of secular Tel Aviv. 
Yet today's secular Israelis are attacking religious Jews in Tel Aviv. They must be reminded about the truth, about the history of Tel Aviv, and about their own Jewish identity, that even the first mayor of Tel Aviv, a secular Jew, understood. Now, all this points out the lies of the narrative that we are all being constantly fed about Israel and the progressive values that this protest movement are trying to protect while they're destroying Israel. What's the other irony? These progressive, democracy-loving protesters in Tel Aviv are the same ones who scream out that we are occupiers in Judea and Samaria, and they want to expel us, proud Jewish settlers, from our homes in Judea and Samaria. So, if they don't want me and everyone who live in Judea and Samaria to live there, and they also don't want us settlers, religious people living in Tel Aviv, where do they want us to go? Hmm? Before I go even deeper into this issue and touch upon the positive aspect of this seemingly very sad reality, I just want to say thank you for joining me, Avi Abelo, for another episode of The Pulse of Israel, where I provide you with the inspiring, politically incorrect truth about Israel, the Jewish people, and the freedom-loving world. If you are not yet a subscriber, just visit pulseofisrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like this video, and you want to help us get it seen by more people, and you want to help us get it seen by more people, just click on the Donate button so we can promote this video to be seen by many more people. So where is the silver lining in the growth of this anti-Jewish hatred and violence that we see taking place in Israel? I have shared this message from my friend Rabbi Eli Michel before, and I will share it with you again. It is that important. It was a very important teaching of Rav, uh, Rav Koch from 90 years ago. So you mind uh, adding that? Right. So I, I don't have the exact quote on me now, but, but uh, Rav Koch said, and, and it's, it's really amazing, he was so prophetic. I mean, he died almost 90 years ago in 1935 at a time when Israel was run almost entirely by secular Jews, right? The religious Jews then were a tiny minority. And, and the whole, although the winds seem to be blowing in favor of, of secularism, he says it very explicitly that the day will come when it will run out of steam, when the, the, these the people who are, their only connection, their only grounding in Judaism is a little bit of Jewish history here and there, or just the Hebrew language, but they're missing the soul of the Torah, the soul of the Bible. They're missing the core of what it means to be a Jew. So at a certain point, it will have to fall apart. And he says, and it's very painful, but he says that it will end in them hating their fellow Jews, hating the people of Israel, and hating the land of Israel. And we're, we're actually living that now. Uh, the grandchildren of these people who were so idealistic. I mean, they, so many of them died draining swamps from malaria. That What they did to build the land was unbelievable. But as Rav Cook foresaw, secularism at a certain point can't last. Because there's nothing there inside to, to, that, that will drive the next generation and the generation after that. And, and so he saw that it was going to be very painful, that it was going to crumble, and that it was going to fall apart. Uh, but he also gave us the hope to realize, right, that that, that, would, that would just be another step, another stage in the redemption. It's not the end. Right. It would make place, it would make room for the people of David to come and to infuse the nation with holiness, with godliness, and, and, and all in a way of love, as Rav Cook himself, right. you know, lived his life. And that's our mission now. As, as the, the left, the secular left is crumbling, our job is not to be triumphalist. Our job is not to respond with hatred and with anger. Our job is to try to, to model King David. And it was Now, because of what Rev. Ellie Michelle just shared with us, that is why I'm not getting all depressed about the growing anti-Jewish hatred happening here in Israel, even though it is extremely sad to see. Again, I'm here to help 
everyone get a better perspective of our reality, the politically incorrect truth? When push comes to shove and people truly dig deep into who is behind the current anti-democratic protest movement taking place for months already, all in the name of protecting democracy, one finds out pretty quickly that this whole movement, the leadership, is based on a hatred. A hatred of Jewish values and a hatred of Jews that represent those Jewish values, like the ultra-Orthodox, national religious like me, settlers, etc. That is why we have today ex-security and political leaders saying harmful and untrue things about Israel on the world stage that we call out our enemies for saying about us. And we have influencers like in this recent Israeli radio anchor who is voicing truly anti-Semitic hatred towards fellow Jews. This is the essential basis of the protest movement. It is not a protest movement against the judicial reform that is totally democratic and that isn't even happening. It is not a protest movement against the dictatorship because in actual dictatorships, they would be jailed or killed for even voicing their vo voices like that against the government. Now, I have posted the Haaretz newspaper headlines before, which are quite clear about this exact point. After the results of the recent elections, the headline was, too few Israelis for a secular revolt. And then after the so-called judicial reform protest began, Haaretz celebrated with a new celebratory headline saying clearly, Israel's long-awaited secular uprising is finally here. How much clearer can they get? Those two headlines say it all. Now let's take this issue even deeper. I have already written about former Prime Minister Ehud Barak on how he is one of the main organizers behind today's anti-judicial reform protest movement that declares that it is trying to defend Israel's democracy. However, this lie is easily exposed since Barak himself was caught planning this protest movement back in the year 2020 on a recently published Zoom, which I've talked about before and can be seen here. In that Zoom, Barak clearly called out for civil disobedience against Netanyahu, and he clearly incited for violence. That Zoom was back in 2020, years before this government was created and that the judicial reform was ever announced. Hence, nobody should be deceived to believe that today's protest movement has anything to do with judicial reform or protecting Israel's democracy from this far-right government, as they like to tell the whole world via the establishment media. It seems like former Prime Minister Ehud Barak is no longer content for keeping his dangerous, inciting rhetoric in Israel. He was just interviewed by CBS News, and in that program, he spews lie after lie, and again, warns of civil war, which is his way of inciting the public to civil war in order to topple Netanyahu's government. Here is one very dangerous quote from that interview. So he's very heavily isolated, desperate, almost kind of uh, out of uh, focus and balance, and uh, his, his government is blatantly illegitimate, to my humble opinion, even illegal. Wow. When he tries to change the very system, they are trying to turn Israeli from a place where government is limited. It cannot take whatever uh, well, it wants against this. individuals or groups or minorities sure. or LTBQs or, or women or whatever into a government that can do it and we won't let it happen. And you know, the, the heroes of this time are the pilots, the special forces uh, reservists, the uh, cyber fighters who announce that they will not serve under dictatorship. They will mm. not serve if Bibi tries to pass even one of the laws 
that he has in, in his uh, plan. So what should happen now then? We will block this attempt on the life of Israel as democracy and we will win this battle. It might take uh, ups and downs, it might take time. It might, some people might, might lose their life along the way. I, I told the people it will, uh, we will have to face uh, uh, toil and sweat and tears, hopefully no blood, but might be some violence always comes from the right wing, but we will uh, put an end to it, whatever uh, the price will be. Why? Okay, let's break down his really horrendous and very damaging message. First of all, Netanyahu is not isolated. Netanyahu runs a majority government, democratically elected, that has the support of more than half the Jewish population in Israel. It is Barak who himself couldn't get himself elected. He is a failed prime minister, and he is the one being anti-democratic by calling this government illegitimate and inciting the public to topple the government based on his lies. Also, there is nothing illegitimate or illegal about the government. Again, it is Barack and his insurrection that is illegal. He should be jailed for his incitement. If Israel had a proper and just justice system, Barack would be tried for insurrection. But since Israel has a progressive justice system, he is protected by the justice system, the academic, the academic world, and the media. I spoke to someone in government. He knows there's no one in the justice system who will dare take any case out against Ehud Barak or any of his fellow ex-security or political leaders calling for insurrection and inciting the public to try to topple the government. Nobody. That's the situation. With regards to the violence he's talking about, blaming totally on the right, well, the daily violence today is coming from his hooligans on the left, the ones who profess to be liberal and wanting to protect democracy. As the videos I showed earlier clearly show the left-wing mob attacks on the two prominent religious Jews in Tel Aviv. And once again, Barak says publicly, just this time on the world stage on CBS, that some people will lose their lives. This is blatant incitement as it's he and his minions who are the ones keeping on saying that they will do everything to stop this government. Just click here for more information about one of the leading organizations taking the lead in this protest movement, and they said that on a CBS 60 Minutes program. Exactly that message. So a positive spin of this whole thing, a friend of mine gave the following insight after seeing this Barack interview. And he said, the fact that Barack decided to go on a media tour despite his poor English shows how worried he is that his plan to topple the government is actually falling apart because of all the great PR BB is doing right now. Now, I have no clue if that is true or not, but it is clearly an interesting point. So here is the full CBS interview with Barack exposing himself as the insider-in-chief, spreading blatant lies about Israel and this whole situation. I suggest you go to IsraelOnWire.com and watch it. We must call out the despicable and dangerous lies and hatred of this insane protest movement and spread love instead. With each day, more people are waking up to the lies and hatred that are the basis of this protest movement. So, what is the good news about this whole situation? Well, these people leading this hate-filled protest movement are a tiny minority. However, it looks much bigger than it is because they have so much money behind their traitorous protest movement, which is, again, totally supported by the establishment media 24-7. But two other events took place last night that truly show the true face of Israel. 
Event number one took place at Hangar 11 in Tel Aviv, a famous uh, event hall. It was a packed house with religious, secular, and ultra-Orthodox Israeli Jews who all paid tickets to come together and have a bridge-building conversational event because they all want to focus on strengthening our unity, what unites us, not on what's dividing us. Event number two took place in Sultan's Pool Stadium outside the old city walls of Jerusalem last night. All types of Jews, religious, traditional, secular, etc., all came together for a pre-Yom Kippur Slichot concert. How do I know? Well, I was walking nearby, seeing all the people walking to the concert. Now, these two events symbolize the true state of the Jewish people in Israel, the majority of us, not the disgraceful, hate-filled protest movement in the name of democracy who really represent a tiny minority. Again, without the tremendous funding and the support of the media, nobody would know about the tiny minority filled with hatred inciting towards civil war. On the streets, a regular day, we all get together. That protest movement is a sideshow getting all the attention because that's the agenda to topple this government. It has nothing to do with judicial reform. It's just a basic hatred towards Jewish values and our authentic national Jewish identity represented by this government. The insane thing is that if you try to explain this to a good normative patriotic Israeli who is unfortunately taking part in this protest movement, he or she will most likely totally ignore all facts and logic and still hold on to the lies and emotional manipulation they are hearing from the protest leaders and the media 24-7. That is how successful these protest leaders have been, unfortunately. But with it all, you know me, I'm extremely optimistic. We are a strong, united people majority of us, and we will overcome this tiny minority spreading the hate, violence, and inciting to violence. And this is coming from the people who claim to be enlightened and liberals? My God, Orwell is laughing in his grave. So stay positive, everyone. Even with this passionate divide, we are one people, the Jewish people, and we will overcome this. How will we overcome it? Honestly, I don't know, but I know we will because I see reality in what's really going on. So hold on to your faith and don't listen to the agenda-driven media. And please, if you, you or your friends and family are not yet subscribed to my daily Pulse of Israel videos, subscribe! Because here's where you get the inspiring, politically incorrect truth about what's going on. I don't hide the bad news from you, but I provide you the context and the perspective to be inspired about the reality we're living in. These are Geula, redemptive times, and you have to look at that, everything going on through that lens. So be positive, and Am Israel Chai. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.